because we take this job so serious. What the f*** is that? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, pardon me. My apologies. What in the all types of blue hell? Yes, it's Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. And to think that happened live. It did. And to think that that happened live on the air. Welcome back. Uh, chat has been lit up. Uh, hey, Pizzle. Oh, no, Rogers wouldn't come here. That's true. Hey, Pizzle, I want to get you on the program, my friend, so we can talk Dolphins. And I also will make an open offer to anyone in the chat that wants to cover their team for uh, Snowman Multimedia. Put a one in the chat along with the team that you want to cover. Yeah, I did it. And I, you know, I'm I'm building my network, but I'm doing I'm taking very unconventional ways to do so. Bitter truth. Malik can ride that bench. He ain't nowhere close to being ready. Truth. Very true. Plus, he can learn from Jackson. We were talking about Lamar Jackson uh prior to the break. And I have the casual highlight man himself, Al High, coming on uh, here at the top of the next hour. That that has just been confirmed. Uh, bitter, uh, the Hawk TV, y'all do know Willis was a rookie last year, right? Yep. That was drafted in the third round, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make an open offer to anyone in the chat or anyone that's tuning in right now audibly via tune-in. If you want to cover your team for my network, for our network, because Cole's a big part of this, give me a one in the chat along with your team or hit me with a direct message. I'd love to have you because draft night, I want to do something so special. I want to do something so special and have that really kick off Um my uh, football coverage for next season. I want to do that. Better, okay. All right, Bitter Truth. We will talk. He says Browns. I can dig it. I can dig it. Speaking of football, I get to tease this guy. He is the man in charge of the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Uh, He has some great programs there, including Legacy on Fire, which I will which I have been a part of and will be a part of again. He's also one hell of a photographer. And if you've seen his pictures of him taking pictures of uh, Redskins games and Washington Bullets games, you'll see why I give him that much praise. This, my friends, is Darrell Owens, the man in charge of the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Good morning, my friend. What's up, Snowman? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Ah, you know... Look, look at you getting uh, look at you getting fancy. Got the microphone in front of you now with the, yeah, with the filter, and now yeah. it, see now <laughs> I say this jokingly. Now he's learning from me, and he's popped the headset on the over the, <laughs> the over the ear headset. Yeah, like, man, I had I had to get the sound sounding a little bit better, man. Hey, it was uh, you know, you know how I, this audio treated sometimes. I told the <laughs> list if anybody gets it, you're talking to him, right? All right. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, you're talking to a guy that started his play-by-play career doing tape delay stuff. So if any, if anything, I was taught it was the sound. I was I was audibly taught how to do the sound, and now I'm learning a lot with the video. 
thanks to you, thanks to Cole, and many, many others, my friend. Hey, man, like it's a process. We all know how this thing goes. Uh, definitely a grind process. Just trying to figure it out. I think I learned something new every day. I'm almost 100% on that. Same here. Same here. How old? DJ's what, seven now? Seven. Uh, DJ turned seven in July, last July. I can't believe I can't believe he's seven now because I've seen him grow with the uh, with the re- with the rest of your kids and he's hanging on you he's hanging on to your hip like glue my friend I yeah, love man. it I'm I'm gonna tell you man that's my guy um he I'm still working on him on the sports front it's some things that <laughs> there's some things I gotta we gotta get him there he's playing basketball right now so that's yeah. something that I think that uh. He's starting to enjoy. I tried baseball with him. That didn't work out well at all. <laughs> uh, but uh, basketball, he's been doing pretty decent so far, and he's getting a feel yeah. for it. He can shoot, so that's a good deal. I'm like, all right, really? at least he can shoot the ball. But just got to learn how to, hey, you're on offense, not defense right now. <laughs> that's what we're learning. So Right. Abs- absolutely. Durell Owens of the Legacy Maker Sports Network joining me here this morning. All right, man. I will ask you the $64 million question, and I don't think you'll have an answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Is Aaron Rodgers staying put? <sighs> man, there's that deep, there's that deep say, I was looking yeah, for. Well, it, it's, it's crazy, man, because, um, you know, I tell people, you know, last year I kept telling people, look, he's not going anywhere. This is what I told him last year. I'm like, look, everybody was like, oh, he's leaving. Look, he's doing all of this because he wanted to stay. Right. You know, I mean, if he really wanted to leave, he would have said straight up, I want out of here. Mm-hmm. He did never said out loud, I want to be gone. I j- he just wanted he just wanted to figure out whatever he could do to stay there because he wanted to control his own destiny. Right. Right now, he technically controls his own destiny. Uh, it does put the Packers in a bad spot, though, if he um, if he retires, I don't I think I don't think it's too bad. Mm-hmm. But if they trade him, that's the only way they can kind of save a little bit of money. Because uh, right now I think he's owed 60, 60, 60 plus um, yeah. uh, this season coming up. There yeah. was there was talks of him if, you know, deciding to stay that he would, you know, do some type of contract adjustment so that way they can try to sign some people. Because to be honest with you, they won't be able to sign anybody with the way that contract is. So they're over. They're over the cap right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though the cap is increasing. Yeah. And I think I, I think I think they may have gave him a little bit of breathing room, but it ain't a lot. Um, so if I had to be honest with you, I still think he's coming back. That's not the fan of me. I think that there was a part that of me that thought, okay, he's definitely gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. He's still talking like he did last year. He hasn't said I want out. He's just staying optimistic. I don't think he wants to say anything that's gonna put him in a you know a compromising position, and then they're gonna talk about it in the news media for the next you know two to three months before he makes a decision. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I think he's I, I think he's gonna stay. But if he leaves, I'm okay. I really am. I. I'm intrigued to see what the Jordan Love era will look like in Green Bay. He showed some glimpses in that Philly game, and I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, I'm intrigued <laughs> just, just a little bit. But, you know, I'll ride it out regardless. Your thoughts on 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy and the success he's had before his injury, and can he get back in time for training camp? Uh, I, I know they said six months. What are we at? Subtracted three. So he he might be right on the cusp. Uh, probably just a couple of weeks before they may gradually bring them along. Mm-hmm. Y- you guys have what I call a good problem. Um, <laughs> so you, you got, you got a good problem on your hands here where you got three quarterbacks that, you know, you can kind of make a decision on. We, we mm-hmm. seen, we know what Jimmy G can do. He's, he took you guys to a Super Bowl. Trey Lance is young and has tons of potential. Brock Purdy came in in relief, third string quarterback, Mr. Irrele- Irrelevant. 
and comes in there and does what? Oh, I don't know, just win you know, six, seven games in a row, um, lead a team to the NFC Championship game. Uh, I, I, I kind of was sad. I, I mean, because I hate to see um, the game in that way because I felt like we're missing out on what that game could have been if, if Brock or if her if he's healthy if, the whole time. If, if he's if he's healthy the entire time, exactly. Exactly. So it's I, I'm 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 glad Philadelphia won because in many ways I was pulling for both teams because that's like my adopted NFC team, the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles. But at the same time, I'm kind of sad with all the injuries unraveling in the NFC Championship for San Francisco and Brock Purdy being the chief injury. And once Brock Purdy went out, that game was done. You know, had had some people watching it with me, including Jody, and everything un- unraveled after that. Speaking of uh, speaking of unraveling, if there's a team in the offseason you see totally unraveling and having to start from ground zero, who's that team and why? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. Um, uh, I don't know if they completely unravel. I've been saying this for about a year. Um, well, I said it this time last year, and I guess it all really depends on. But I said I, I really felt the Baltimore Ravens were a team that um would be in that position because I mean they haven't solidified Lamar Jackson just yet. Uh, and I've been saying since last year, I I felt that they would take a step back. Yes, they made the playoffs, but even though they made the playoffs, it still felt like they took a step back. Doesn't it feel like, (laughs) doesn't it feel like they're regressing? Yeah. In front Uh, of our eyes. Is it just me? But no, it, it, does it feel like they're taking, like you said, they're taking steps back. Cause I said this earlier before I went to a break, Lamar Jackson has regressed and the team has regressed with him. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, the Greg Roman not being there anymore is a big step um, because we all know that Lamar can throw in the pocket. Um, but I think the way that offense is designed, we we saw what Kaepernick did with that offense when he was in um, when uh, Roman was in uh, San Francisco. Right. I and mean, he got him to a Super Bowl. So it's just you. I think we know Lamar can throw. But I think he needs that pro style offense to kind of get him along. He needs a guy that can come in and be that guy, uh, mm. offensive coordinator, if they want to truly see Lamar Jackson take his next step. Because we know he can run. Yes. And we know he can throw, yes. but we just don't see enough of it. And the way that offense is run, your safety valve is the uh, tight end. And that's why Mark Andrews is looking like a Hall of Famer because, mm-hmm. you know, every year because of that reason. And I'm not going to take anything away from Mark An- Andrews, but that's right. – but that's my thing. You know, when you look at it um, and the more I look at it, that's the team that kind of if Lamar doesn't come back, where are they going to go? If, they, if Lamar is not in there, what what is that team going to look like next year? Exactly. That, yeah, that's been the team in my mind for like the last year that I said, man, I'm just not 100 percent sure. Like right off the bat. Yeah, um, I get my boys a close second because if Aaron goes down, who knows? Or Aaron leaves. Who knows where exactly where it bees from there? So. Who who knows what who knows what's gonna happen? It, I, I mentioned this also uh during the last segment. Does it seem to me that Lamar Jackson throws more sidearm than over the top? Because if you throw sidearm every time down, and I made the comparison to one Vince Young, who also had that same motion, mm-hmm. when you throw sidearm, you get in trouble. Yeah. And I mean, when you throw side, let me change my sentence. If you throw sidearm often, you get in trouble. And Lamar Jackson has gotten in major trouble since 2019. Yeah, but I think that's also a product of the 
um, the offense he's been running because, you know, it's always, and I hate to say it, it almost feels like it's like, you know, you go back to pass, but you are thinking run mm-hmm. no matter what. And yep. when you get in that situation, you got to maneuver around in the pocket. And sometimes you, you know, you know, the Pat Mahomes side on whatever you just, you see the side on because it's like, Oh, I'm trying to make something happen out of no way. Yep. And that's the vibe that I, that I got from it. So I think it, it has hurt his development on, on that front. I, I think that they could, he, I, I just really think he needs a pro style offense to really show his talents. I, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of people started screaming, you know, maybe Petrino will come and be the offensive coordinator in Baltimore. Maybe that could help him go. And I'm like, I don't know. But whatever they do, they they need to start tailoring that offense around him throwing the football because we know he can run if everything goes yep. haywire. Everything but, goes yeah, yep. we, but, but to protect him, though, I mean, he's getting these injuries. Why? Because let's think about it. all these running quarterbacks, O-line. you mm-hmm. know, O-line having to run all the time. You know, that takes a beating on your body. That's why I worry about people like Justin Fields. Justin Fields has all the talent in the world. And, man, Chicago. And, and, no, line, as, and, and no line in front of him. Exactly. And, and no me, line in front of him. Yeah, for me, like, I'm I'm a Packers fan, as you know. Yeah. And, but I, I – and I'm not a – you know how I feel about the Bears. But it's just like as a player and just what I think he could be, I'm afraid of what they could do to him if they – don't figure that out, you know. And so guys mm-hmm. like that make me worried because he's got the arm strength. He can throw the football. But yeah. unfortunately, you saw last year uh, he had to run a ton. He didn't run that much when he was he's in running, Ohio State. He's running for his he's running for his life. And it's yeah. been, he ran for his life most of the year, which led to an injury that cost him a couple of weeks. Right. And there's no line in front of him. There's no front line in front of Lamar Jackson. And there's a couple of other teams that have absolutely no offensive line and asserting their quarterback. And one of the other teams that don't have a line in front of their quarterback is Miami. Yeah, man, that's that's rough, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, I during the year, I said there was two teams that I was like, if they make the playoffs, you got to be a little bit afraid of them. I, San Francisco was one. The other team was Miami. You know, they mm-hmm. Miami runs you know, just kind of the same system, you know, that uh, San Francisco run, you know, McDaniel coming from that um, from that tree. Yeah. And they had the potential to be great. I thought, you know, they were looking, they were eight and three at one point. They were cooking, man. And then, you know, two of just so many hits in the line, just they did him an injustice, man. Like, and, you know, it's just like we saw how good he could be when he's upright. Yes. And we've seen, you know, just the, the mishandling of how they of how they uh, handled him the whole year. I mean, the yeah, three absolutely. concussions, it's just it's <clears throat> craziness, man. But Miami's definitely one of them. Within 14 weeks, he suffered three concussions. Is it time for Tua to walk away? I don't want him to, but it might be. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you start to worry about the man's health mm-hmm. um, because – you know, if it was one, you're like, all right, you know, maybe he'll be fine. But, you know, he had one. Then he had, like, the second one in another, like, right the week after. And then he had this one, um, you know, in the Packers game. And he never he never came back, you know. Yeah. But I, I felt like after the first one, they should have gave him a couple of weeks to really heal. Um, and he didn't get that. And so in, in any injury, if you go out there and uh, try to play on it, and it doesn't fully heal, you know, this is the type of thing. You're going to keep getting re-injured, and that's exactly what happened to him. And it's it's really unfortunate because I really – after all the stuff that happened in the offseason with him and they're making fun of how he throws the ball and he's not he doesn't have enough air, he proved mm-hmm. in those first few games that Tariq Hill was going to be just fine. 
Um, yes. You know, he, he proved that Jaden Waddle, Waddle is, is just as good as, you know, as advertised. Yep. And unfortunately, because they couldn't do right by their quarterback, you know, they got lucky and made the playoffs. I mean, they did. <laughs> real honest. They, they got, got lucky. Totally, and made the playoffs. They got totally lucky. Uh, good morning, Wise. Uh, he's the second my mind podcast. He's down in Orlando, Florida, enjoying the show. Good morning to Vincent David Jackson, enjoying the show as well. And good morning to everyone. Talking with Darrell Owens of the Legacy Maker Sports Network here on the Tuesday edition of Snowman in the Morning. Okay, we're talking quarterbacks. We're talking lines and teams that have regressed. You follow the NFL as detailed as I. Ryan, this one, Mr. McCoffey, this is for you. And uh, he's back, uh, stuck, uh, Wise is back home. I hope he had a safe drive, my man. Did the Brees Hall injury curtail the New York Jets season? It didn't help. Um, <laughs> it didn't help because he, uh, he definitely was like the energy they had in their squad before he got hurt was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, we I mean, the, the most the eyesore of all eyesores is that quarterback position, man. And yes. It's, and it's and it's tough because when you look at that team as a whole, they're, they're you know, some teams, oh, you're this person away. I really feel that that team's a quarterback away from being really good. Um, so you who, know, they, they got to <laughs> be, you know, my follow up question. Who's the man now? Who should they go after? Should well, they go after? Because the, the name that I've seen and heard tied to the jets is Derek Carr. Does he take him over the top? I, I heard Derek Carr. Um that's one name that I'm hearing. Uh and then I'm also hearing Aaron Rodgers, but that's only because they brought Hackett in right. uh, to be their OC. And so once right. again, another team potentially trying to let's see if we can bring Aaron Rodgers in with with Hackett. I, I don't, you know, because hey, he was the he was the offensive coordinator his two MVP seasons. Mm-hmm. Um Carr would definitely give that team the leadership that they need. I know people give Carr really bad rap. Right. Um, but it's it's tough because this guy just a year ago, um, you know, led this Raiders team to the playoffs with with the worst situations at hand. Man, a, team, a teammate that kills that, that, you know, gets in a terrible car accident, kills somebody. Um, you know, he had to fight through that. He had to deal with your head coach getting in trouble for racial whatever. Um, yes. And, you know, throughout that season, it was something else that happened. But it was like three or four things that happened during that season. And no matter what. He kept his head down and kept rolling, and he got those guys to the playoffs. And you know what? They gave Cincinnati all they can handle in that first round. They, uh, they just they just came up short. So I ain't gonna lie to you. I had them this year. So, oh man, Raiders gonna come in there this year. They got Devontae. And I yeah, thought they, they were gonna wreck shop in the Man, end, I thought was. they they lost so many games where they had the lead, and then mm-hmm. they gave it up late. Or you know, like that Arizona game at the beginning of the season, they were up. Yes. What? They were up what? Like they were up twenty three. to nothing. Yeah, it was a twenty to nothing, and then they lost the game. <laughs> and they lost the game, and they wind up losing the game in overtime. And they end up losing the game in overtime. They wind up. They wind up losing the game in overtime. Speaking of quarterback situations, and team that need the team that needs a quarterback, Denver comes to mind. But then Russell Wilson is there, I, and they, and the Denver so Broncos are stuck. With Russell Wilson. And that's crazy that you had to say that. Out. When you say that out loud, it doesn't make sense. Right. And from a from a guy who has been a, a Super Bowl a champion, he's been to two Super Bowls, he's been an all-pro, and in most people's eyes, he's a con, con, constant professional. You yes. see him and he's out there, he's like, this is Russell Wilson, this is great for them. Mm-hmm. Where I think they messed up at, really, was they brought in a coach 
in the beginning that wasn't ready to be a coach. And I think they kind of gave him some privileges he probably shouldn't even have as a quarterback. They gave him his own office. I'm like, why? Like, it seems like a disconnect from the team. But the teammates did, yeah, and and the teammates did kind of have his back towards the end of the season. So I think there's not the entire season, not the entire season. Look, they gave him his own office, and that team imploded. Right, and I think in there, and see, that's the thing. I think that it took them, it took all season to kind of get where they needed to be. But you know, they didn't start supporting him until after Hackett left. So that kind of that kind of gives me the fact that maybe Hackett was the problem. The moment that Hackett said, man, I need somebody to kind of help me coach on this. Like he had to hire like a a sideline assistant or something like that. I said, this Mm -hmm. ain't going to work. So I don't want to bury Russell Wilson just yet because it's obviously still there somewhere. Yeah. He just has to have the right guy there to help lead him. You know, Mm -hmm. and and so if now this year comes up and we're getting the same results. Yeah, they're definitely stuck with him after that. Yes. I, I'm chalking this one up to just a bad coaching situation overall. And then hopefully next year for Denver fans that, you know, they'll get the Russell Wilson uh, that they uh, signed $200 million for. <laughs> and and Bitter Truth says this. They did this to themselves. Why would you pay a 10-year running quarterback coming yeah. off of a horrible year that much money, not to mention the draft picks? Yep. Dumb move. Yeah. Dumb I mean, move. It, it was crazy. And then Seattle makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it makes Seattle look like geniuses in the situation. And but I still think he has a chance to be still maybe not Russell from you know three or four years ago, but mm-hmm. I still think he can be a really good quarterback in this league. It really depends on who is going to be the guy that can come in and maybe pull the best out of Russell. Yes. I just I, I I'm not gonna bury him just yet. Now, next year come and those first four or five games start to look like we saw most of this year, mm-hmm. it may be it may be time. Uh, it, it, may, it may be time. A um, couple more. And, Jody, baby, this one's for you. What are the Indianapolis Colts doing? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, hey you know. What? what the, oh, my goodness. What the, it, I, I don't know. Listen, I've had people <laughs> ask me. I've had people in the chat ask me. Has Jody gone down and kicked the doors down to Lucas Oil Stadium? I said, no, but I'm driving the car when she does. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I look at this Indianapolis team and on paper going into last season, I, I had them winning the division. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to win the Same. division. You got, you got I, Matt I had them winning that division yeah. going away. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, man, they're going to win this division about three or four games. Yeah. Matt Ryan is there. He's going to have an offensive line. Like, you know, he what he didn't have in Atlanta for a couple of years. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. But um, then. You, it just the, they tied the Houston Texans in week one. Yeah. And after that, after that game right there, even though they get an overtime win in Denver, they imploded. Yeah. It was, it they, was rough. They, somebody pushed the plunger and they imploded. They need two things, two key things. They need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they got to get some receivers. Thank you, Remy Yates, for that. They got to get, they got to get some hands. They got to get some hands. Yeah, I I think they've got people that could be great, uh, but I think you got to I think the receivers are not miserable. Like right. Pittman Pittman has the chances. They got uh Jelani Woods out of Virginia that tight end is going to be him and Mo mm-hmm. Alley Cox together could be really good together. They just need that, that leadership. Now, I will say this. Watch out for Derek Carter in Indianapolis. Um and the I only see that. and and you know they that. yeah, they brought in they brought in Richie uh I can't say his last name, but uh the Green Bay Packers um special teams coach mm-hmm. uh to be uh to do an interview and i as soon as i saw that i said okay they're thinking about bringing Derek carr in and i think you know they saw what him and Derek carr did together 
in uh, Vegas, uh, you know, when they made that playoff run last year. And we all know the coach of the, the Raiders should have been Richie. Um, but I'm not going to say his last name. Richie B. We're going to call him Richie B. Versace. <laughs> so, Rich, he, he should have been the head coach of that team, not Josh McDaniels. Going forward. He, yes. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got yes. done a disservice. And I think if you listen to how the players talked about him after the season were, was over, they, they loved him. him. They loved him. So yep. I, I think watch out for him. I think he'll be the guy. Uh, if he's the guy, Derek Carr is going to Indianapolis. So mm-hmm. that's that's just what I see on that. Oh, man, that's Darrell Owens, the man in charge of the Legacy Makers Sports Network, joining me this morning, talking football, talking offseason moves. And, man, I love talking football with you, my friend. I love, <laughs> I love it. it, too, man. I love it, too, man. It was good. It was good to be on. I know we've been talking about it for a while. I've been. Yep. Been running like a track star, and I'm getting ready for the Super Bowl next week. So it's it's, it's been crazy. (laughs) I'm getting ready for it also. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting ready for it also. Check out Legacy Make the Legacy Maker Sports Network, um, our sister network at Snowman Multimedia, as we both will provide some award winning Super Bowl coverage that will begin next Monday. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. I love you. Let's do it again soon. Anytime, brother. You take care of yourself. Thank you.